ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and children of all ages, it's time for Talkin' Talkies, the show where they talk talkies! Is that what we do? Uh, it's in the name. What we do is in okay. the name. Oh, well, then I guess uh, that's what we do. Hey, guys, uh, that over there is Dan Peck. Yep, and that is Chris O'Mille. Yep. This is Talkin' Talkies, the show where we talk talkies, and thank you for that stirring introduction, Billy Robinson. Thank you guys for tuning in as part of the Giant Media Ball. Giant Media Ball, it's like a giant ball of media. Without the fleas. No fleas, guaranteed. Whew, talked really, really fast. Whew, slow down, slow down, take a breath. It's we are... back to school month! Yay! And we're at the... getting towards the end of August, which means people are actually going back to school now. The yeah, they started school here. High school um, kids are going back. Yeah, the, school here like a week ago, because I know a lot of college weird. kids that have gone back. Yeah, you getting no, ready not for necessarily. Getting ready for Hogwarts? Not necessarily. Um, it's really the kids up north that go back the latest. I remember we always went back to school after Labor Day. Yeah, my first day of school was always uh, Wednesday after Labor. The Labor Day. The Labor Day. The Labor Day. <laughs> Oh, it's the Labor Day bar. You know, the sad part is we're actually not talking about Adam Sandler this month. Oh, we did. But this week we're talking about nerds. 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 And the revenge of. Nerds, comma, revenge of thee. The revenge. Revenge of the Nerds, yes. Came out in 1984, the year I was born. Ha-ha. Why, why is that a ha-ha? Because I was like a year and a half old and the movie came out. <laughs> oh, all right, well. Um, also, you know, we should, do, we should do that for like one month. We should find like four good movies that came out the year that we were each born. Oh, yeah. That'd be kind of fun. I mean, I got I got good choices. I've got Ghostbusters. Are we I've just take two each? Weapon. And we'll yeah, alternate. two each. Alternate. So it would be a whole month of 1983 and 1984 movies. Hey, I was born in December of 82. December 82? Yeah. Ten days wow. before Christmas, because that is the best. Okay, so 1982 movies. So we both missed out on Return of the Jedi. Doesn't matter. We're watching that movie. Yeah, Wait, we are. Uh, yeah, we are. We are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We are. We're getting there, guys. Don't you worry. You know, come, come December. Come. come, come my birthday. Yep. <laughs> Happy birthday, Dan. Let's Star Wars. Anyway, let's right. of the nerds. Yes. So this is about Lewis and Gilbert. And Gilbert. High school is over. And they are going to Adams College, home of the Atoms. The Adams Atoms. As computer science majors, because nerds. They have the best computer program in the country. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Lewis is played by Robert Carradine. And then Gilbert is played by Anthony Edwards. Yep. And uh, I think every single person knows something Anthony Edwards was in. ER. Exactly. So, you're going to find a lot of stuff with him. He's also, of course, in Top Gun. Everybody knows he was Goose. Yes. 
And uh, that's a movie that's on our future hit list, too. Maybe. So we'll talk about them again. So they're going off to college. Gilbert's pretty nervous. He's laying in bed, completely dressed, when Lewis comes to pick him up. And his his like, father is... I want to leave you, Mom. But it was all a play because he was already completely dressed and ready to go. He just was doing it for his mom, right? Yeah. Because nerd. To make her feel bad. Yes, because nerds are... Uh, Aware of other people's feelings. <laughs> yes. And then you have uh, his father, who is Jamie Cromwell. Yep, back when he was Jamie and not James. <laughs> yeah, not James. That'll do and, pig. Uh, that'll do a pig. So he's he's actually pretty jealous of his son for going off to school. Because they're going to go get laid and stuff. Yeah, as he drives them to college with That's the cruise 30. control set at 35. <laughs> Everybody's driving by and honking at them. <laughs> <laughs> That's why so, it's going to take them nearly eight hours to get there because he's going 35 miles per hour on the highway. Yep. So they uh, they get into their freshman dorm. They're getting their rooms set up. <laughs> That's hilarious how they just walk all the way across the campus carrying all their stuff. Oh, yeah. the, they're wa- the they like walk over a couple making out. They walk over girls having a picnic. They make a bunch of bikers crash. Uh, it starts with them walking through like a small pond. Oh, yeah. And they walk by, and they walk by the Alpha Beta fraternity, which is where all the football players live. Yep, and that's where Ogre's yelling nerds, and he gets them all to chant nerds. And they're just like, I like they're looking around. Who? Where are they? I think he's talking to us. That's not cool. So they go in their freshman dorm. The Alpha Betas have a party. And they burn down their fraternity house because oh, they're good fireballs. <laughs> was a fire breather guy you know when i used to hang out with my buddy craig up at his place um whenever he would have parties we would always do fireballs at his house you know where we did them outside like even in the dead of february when there's like three feet of snow on the ground we still went outside to do the fireballs because we're not stupid but that's what the meatheads did they burned down their own frat house oh yeah ted mcginley's the the leader of the it's dan gable he is not Dan Gable. So Stan Gable. Would you say he's ready, willing, and Gable? <laughs> I would say that. Oh, I'm so glad we have wrestling fans that listen to this. All my other friends who listen to this show who aren't wrestling fans have no idea what we just referenced. It's it was wrestling. So <laughs> the dean is uh, going to find these these guys new housing. And uh, John Goodman, of course, as the coach, is assisting. So the jocks decide they're going to move into the freshman house and are literally throwing the freshman out the window. So there's like, what, 10 jocks? And they throw all of the male freshmen out of the building. Every single freshman out of the building. So they all go and live in the gym. (laughs) Which is sectioned off by a curtain that doesn't do anything. Yeah, it's basically a big army barrack. They got all the cots just laid out. They have a black and white television. <laughs> the super old television. And now is when we meet the rest of the guys. Yep. So, we have Poindexter. And Which it took me a while to realize who that was, and that's the freaking brother from uh, Field of Dreams. Yes. He's a... Uh, he wears very thick glasses, has really weird Woody Allen hair, badly plays the violin, and really doesn't have a lot of dialogue, but he does scream a lot. 
Well, he's pretty pretty good character though. Still, we have Harold Worm, sir. We have Booger. What? Right. Excuse Priest. Why do they call you Booger? Oh, he's got his finger jammed up his nose. We have Takashi. It was just a big walking Japanese stereotype, and I like that Booger just hustles him at poker. I have four kings. No, no, you got too many kings. Let's oh, I'm sorry. Three of them and give yeah, me three new cards. <laughs> uh, what do I get to deal? Well, you got to win a hand first. Then we also have Lamar, who is black and gay. I love that he's doing like the the women's aerobic exercises. Yep. Oh yeah, and then while they're doing this, we're introduced to the to the savant kid or whatever. Yeah. So that's those are your basic nerd rundown. There's a couple of background nerds too, but those are the main ones. And yeah, the jocks you have Stan, you have the ogre, oh. and you have and Danny, Danny Burke are the main jocks, and then you also have the sorority girls that are aligned with them, like Betty. And Susie, if Betty Childs is a pretty main character here, we're going to talk about her a bit. So, basically, these guys are uh, all trying to get into frat houses, and a bunch of them get accepted. So the the whole place is pretty much just down to the to the rejects. Down to like the Gilbert. eight guys that are left, right? Like... Yeah. So of course. <laughs> they all they, they fail the game. Lewis and Gilbert fail the game membership there. They come home tarred and feathered. And they decide they don't want to, you know, they're not going to live in the gym because all the jocks are playing basketball and the balls are just flying over there, like crashing into their food in the morning, crashing into the into the chess game. The chess board, yeah. So they um they they assign all the nerds well, to go out use, and find. Yeah, they use the robot. Yeah, the robot they built finds out all of the all of the houses with rooms for to rent and stuff, and they break it all up between everybody, and they all canvas the town looking. <laughs> I love how they thing. do it too. the The Japanese guy gets shot down because just because he's a nerd by another Japanese guy. But you don't understand a thing about what he says. But then at the end, he says "nerd," and then he closes the door. Yep. Um, I like the uh, the gay black kid shows up at like the big red the big rednecks house. He just walks away. Are you Mister Whoever? Yeah. All right, good. It just walks away, and then the little savant kid. Oh, the, the creepy old lady. The creepy lady. <laughs> it's right next to mine. He just walks off. But that's okay because. Lewis found them a home. It's this abandoned house, covered in cobwebs, falling apart. And then they do the 1980s cleaning montage. And then you realize that they've only like washed the outside of the house and and mowed the lawn. And then they have to go inside still. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so then Actually, they do a double montage. <laughs> <laughs> So, <clears throat> of course, they they uh. What was the next part that happens here? Are we this at the, is, we're at, this we're not at when, the party uh, yet? They find out like the um, other frats realize that there's that the nerds have the house of their own, 
and oh, yeah. we've got to give it, make them, you know, pay for this or whatever, because you know how dare they live together in a house? Like they're not even trying to be a frat or anything. They just want to go to school and have somewhere to live. Pretty much, yeah. But all the frats are assholes. So they're like, I guess we'll because, have to be a, because become college a frat. movie. Yeah, because college movie. I guess we'll have to become a frat. So how can we become a frat? You have to be. You have to get sponsored by a frat. Okay, how can we do this? And they send like all frats that aren't represented at the school letters, but they put a picture of them all, and they all reject them because yeah, they're except, nerds. Except for lambda, 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 the trilams, because they didn't send them a picture. Right, it's a black fraternity, <laughs> but it doesn't seem to matter. So, well, they, they yeah, because like, was it uh, somebody reads the bylaws or whatever, and is like, you have to give us a ninety day trial period. He's like, damn. <laughs> so they have they have the party. They invite their uh, they invite a sorority, the Omega Moos. Oh, well, they originally, because all the pies said that, that they were going to come, but they don't, because they're bitches. Yeah. They're aligned with they're, betas. Right, because they're, they do like a candlelight vigil. Yeah, and they'd sing to them. <laughs> like, like a bunch we'll of We'll be your escorts to your party tomorrow, and then they don't come. Nope. And like, we got to call, make them, oh, because, yeah, because Gilbert met the girl in the computer class. Yeah. So she brings her sorority by, and it's like the really awkward party where no one can figure out what to do. But Booger's got the plan. Well, it's really funny because like the the two black guys that represent Lambda Lambda. Yeah, they're just they're standing there in the middle, standing there as they're just awkwardly just sitting there. And then like he tries, the uh, Poindexter tries to play the violin, and then the girl tries to to play her her accordion. <laughs> it's terrible. Yep. And then Booger's like, "It's time for some weed. Smoke up." That loosens up the party. <laughs> I wear smoke weed. I like how Lewis gets laid by one of the nerdy girls, and he comes out wearing a bathrobe and a pipe like Hugh Hefner. <laughs> but then they unleash the greasy pigs into the frat into the frat house. Oh, this is the part where like I didn't need to see your asshole ogre. Oh yeah, when they all they all moon them, it's just like, hey, let's show a whole bunch of asses. They're all singing. Old McDonald had a farm. Uh, So, that's all right because the nerds get revenge. What? (laughs) They do. It's almost like the title of the movie. I love this part. They they basically go into the sorority house and they do a panty raid. But But that's just cover for them to set up cameras. (laughs) Set up cameras. It's like take pictures and video and are all watching it while eating popcorn. They stay up like all night. <laughs> the best part is the the guy in charge of the trilams was so impressed by this that he names him an official chapter. Because he likes what they did. But you guys are in. But Stan Gable is the president of the Greek Council. And he still says, fuck you, nerds. <laughs> yep. And votes them down. And they realize the only way we can become an official uh, frat for the school is if we win the homecoming competition and then we get to choose who the president is next year. And then we can do stuff. 
which is funny because this entire movie takes place in about a month, right? Because it's from the first day to Homecoming. Yeah, <laughs> so it's really a very short time frame. So it ends on home, and they're all setting up for next year. So we're still like eleven months till they can do anything really by the end of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so I love how uh, the first thing they do is they do the um, the tricycle race where you have to chug a beer on every lap. <laughs> they give they give Takashi the. Uh, <clears throat> A pill that makes him immune to the effects of alcohol, so he dominates the race. And everyone else just falls over and is out of the race, and he just finishes the whole race. That <laughs> they have the the burping contest, which Booger beats Ogre at, and the javelin throw, where Lewis specifically <laughs> alters his javelin to accommodate his limp wristed throw. Yeah, and it's all limp too. It's like yeah. Boing, boing. <laughs> but I also love how they when they lose the tug of war they just let go of the rope and let them all fall and they're like you guys won I like it because like, like every time the lamb does win the freaking uh, dean is always like ha 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 that's awesome and then the coach is always like what because jocks because jocks are meatheads and nerds are smart that's the whole concept of this movie. It's pretty much every college movie ever is that jockster idiots. So of course they they are uh, they're doing the charity part now. <laughs> and the alpha betas are giving away kisses for kissing, charity. Yeah, kissing. But them. but somehow they're they're. The uh, nerds are doing triple what they're doing because they're they're giving away pies. Like, dude, people are buying like three pies each, and they can't figure out why. When all the pies are is just whipped cream <laughs> with a naked picture of Betty at the bottom. Because <laughs> Ogre buys one and just just devours it. That's my pie. Oh yeah, hair pie is a thing in this whole yes. movie. And uh, Lewis steals Stan's costume so he can sneak into the funhouse with Betty. So he can rape her? Pretty much. But she's okay with it because apparently nerds are good at that stuff. Because jocks only think about sports and nerds only think about fucking. Pretty much, yeah. But then Betty becomes in love with a nerd. So now it's time for the... uh, Final music. thing, it's a musical or skit thing. Yeah. So, so the, the jocks do a role reversal where the guys dress up as cheerleaders and the girls dress up as football players. Which is funny because in the real world of fraternities, like, because I, when I was in school and I was in broadcasting school, we actually did, uh, we filmed one of the... Um, fraternity talent show things kind of like this and there was totally a role reversal thing like that because you know that's usually the best thing anybody can come up with well how do we make this what if we wear the dresses and they wear the football stuff yep that's exactly how they did that would be so funny although the group that won was uh, the fraternity that won did a fallout boy song dressing like the band and also did a recreation of the Matt Foley skit from Saturday night live about living in a van down by the river. 
So there was actually some cleverness there. The one he you know which group didn't win? The one who did the role reversal. <laughs> yeah, but it was like super unoriginal still. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh well. Yeah, sorry guys. Even in two thousand seven which yeah, it's been that long since I've been in college. Good lord. But as soon as they finish their role reversal thing, freaking fireworks go off and everyone just leaves and runs towards the fireworks. Probably what I would have done too. <laughs> There's fireworks over there, guys. Let's go. And it's the nerd's turn and they're putting on a music show. 80s music. Totally 80s music. It's it Lamar Doing the Michael Jackson rap. <laughs> Boogers dressed like Elvis. Lewis and Gilbert are basically 80s. They're diva. They are, yeah, they're diva. They are They are 1980s. That's exactly what they are. With their computer parts <laughs> and stuff. I think football Dexter's the best. With his spiky hair and the crazy outfit. And he's <laughs> actually <laughs> playing well now. His, like, bedazzled violin. So naturally... They dominate the competition. Gilbert becomes a new chairman. And the coach is all like, you guys suck. Go get revenge. And they're like, yeah. So they do the only thing they can do and just trash their house. Because that's literally the only thing that they have left. Man. Well, so Gilbert barges into the pep rally while the coach is announcing all of the all the, the starting players for the team. They throw him in the water, and he's like, nope, gets right back out. But the dean lets him, because all the the entire council for Tri Lamba shows up, all pissed off. and Some bad-looking Negroes. Yeah, and they're not going to do anything about it. Here, kid. And he grabs the microphone, and he tells and he's like... And he gives the speech. We're all nerds. There's more of us than them, so come on down here, and let's rally together. <laughs> and then he's... so. But I also like how the dean's just like, all right, here's what you guys are going to do. You're going to go repair the nerds' house, and they're going to stay in your house until they're done. Where do we live? You guys are jocks. You'll live at the gym. Aww. And of course they play We Are the Champions at the end. <laughs> yep. Like two different versions of it. Yep. Um not only is this a pretty funny movie and a, a pretty funny concept for a film, but if you're like me and you appreciate nineteen eighties pop culture, this movie screams nineteen eighties. Especially it's, if you uh, pay attention to like posters on people's walls and stuff. Yeah. It's a it's a time capsule movie. Yep. That's that's kind of what I feel like it is. I feel like it's a time capsule movie. I feel like um, I feel like the perfect college movie is like half this movie and half Animal House. If you could like mix them together in like the proper way, I think you'd have the perfect college movie. <laughs> Revenge of the Animal House. Something like that. Could you imagine? Could you imagine John Belushi living in this house? <laughs> God. All right. So, uh, so some facts. Some facts about Revenge of the Nerds. So, Curtis Armstrong's most famous character is definitely Booger, but he really didn't want the part. He said he read for Gilbert, and they later asked him to read for Booger, 
he's just like he's like they can fucking forget it. I'm not picking my nose on camera for anyone. But I bet he's glad he did that. All right, there's a couple of there's a list of scenes or lines in the movie that are ad libbed. Um, when the coach riles up the Alpha Betas during football practice after they pull the prank with the liquid fire <laughs> with the liquid fire in their jocks and they all run to the locker room to shower and he just goes shit we forgot to practice <laughs> um this looks like salad that was improv uh when they, when gable asks him if he knows karate and then he throws his jock on his face um the dean saying he has allergies poindexter screaming while he's watching the pie movie as well as Poindexter's date grabbing his crotch. And, of course, Lewis saying, we love you when you're mad. Uh, Lambda 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 is now a real fraternity. University of Connecticut founded it in 2006. (laughs) (laughs) So if you ever want to be a tri-lamb, you actually can now if you're going to college. Go to UConn. Yeah, pretty much. See if you can get in. Um, Robert Carradine, Curtis Armstrong, and Timothy Busfeld, among others, didn't even want to do this film, but the movie either paid well or it was a chance for the struggling actors to get into a movie, so they all agreed to do it. LOL. That scene with the Alpha Beta party was filmed at a funeral home. (laughs) Uh, Poindexter's glasses are so thick that half the scenes with Timothy Busfeld's character, he's actually being guided by a companion, which is why you always see somebody like grabbing him and pushing him around. This one might be my favorite. When Larry B. Scott showed up to audition for Lamar, he showed up in character with glitter in his hair. <laughs> and they said the casting directors couldn't stop laughing. Uh, those are some good some good facts about Revenge of the Nerds. Um, definitely give this one a thumbs up. It is certainly worth watching. I have no interest in the sequels, though. Which I'm sure aren't nearly as good as this one. You mean like Police Academy, where there's like five sequels and none of them are anywhere near as good? Yeah. Um, I mean... Lousy! Yeah, maybe someday down the line we might review one of those. But I feel like Dan and I want to focus on, you know, better movies. Maybe we'll do a crap movie month sometime. It actually has been requested... But the person who requested it also gave me, like, really bad movies to watch. And I was kind of like, look, I appreciate the idea of this, but we're doing this, you know, to watch movies that we actually want to watch. If I, I mean, I'm sure we could pick four bad movies that we'd actually enjoy watching, but I'm not watching The Room. You know, I'm not watching crap that's so horribly reviewed just for the sake of reviewing it. Yeah. I review something like a Sharknado to goof on it. But no, I'm not doing stuff like that. Wait till there's a, maybe a fourth one, and then we'll do a whole month of Sharknado. Oh my god, four shark! Oh, you know there's going to be a fourth one. There has to be. I don't know. I don't know anything about the Sharknado. Uh, I know that there's tornadoes and sharks, and I watched Chris, Chris Jericho get eaten by a shark because at the top of the worst roller coaster in existence. That was about it. All right, so next week we are going to conclude Back to School Month with The Breakfast Club. Don't you forget about me. Don't So don't you forget to... 
watch. Do the talking talkies gimmick, which is that you watch the movie before we review it, which none of you guys are doing. 33 episodes, and people still aren't doing that. Jeez. They're like, oh, we only listen to ones of movies that we care about. No, you're supposed to, if you haven't seen it, you're supposed to watch it with us. But it's fine. Whatever. I mean, at least you guys aren't skipping to the end of the podcast, too. And now it's second. time for points. Or <laughs> ending the show. Yeah. But the Breakfast Club, Dan and I are going to go on an adventure for four weeks. Yes, we are. So I'm going to do a da 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 da. And it might even have something to do with da da da. Yep. Da 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 da. It oh, might have done, some... you've overdone it. Yeah. All right. We'll, 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 uh, let's, let's just call these movies. Um, There's no time Indiana, for love, Dr. O'Mealy. Let, let's just call these movies Indiana J. No, no, that's too obvious. We'll just call them I Jones. Okay. All right. And that's September. All right. So see you guys next week for the Breakfast Club. Yep. That's right. Breakfast Club. See you then. Bye. Bye.